Good morning, ladies. Happy Monday. I hope that this weekend was good for you and today is off to a good start. We are talking about baselines today and how to measure them correctly, how to make sure that you're on the right path and that you're starting out um, on your fitness or nutrition career <laughs> in the right way. And I say career for a very specific reason because this doesn't end. We don't really retire from it. It is a lifestyle that we're living. So I am glad to be here with you. We will break down into more of that in just a little bit. If you are joining us live for our podcast recording in the Fit and Faithful Moms group, welcome. We are here every Monday, God willing, at 10 a.m. Eastern time, um, breaking down health and fitness, giving motivation to keep pushing forward. Um, if you are listening to the podcast live, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. You can find us on any podcast app um, from Anchor, Spotify, Amazon, A-L-E-X-A, any of those just by searching Fit and Faithful Moms. It will pull up all of our podcasts. So we are thankful for your support, your love, and the ability to broadcast this out to women all over the world. It's really um, crazy how far this reaches when God's involved. So thank you for your support and your love. If you have any prayer requests, please let me know. Um, if they are unspoken, you can drop an emoji. We will absolutely pray for you. Um, if you have a spoken request, use um, your tools here in this group and we will pray over you. Um, I just spoke with clients and one of my coaches was speaking to our clients on a call this morning and it's just use your resources step out of your comfort zone so it might be stepping out of your comfort zone and asking for prayer or um or just posting who you are in the group um let us pray today and we will get started on this live um father god i just come to you thankful for the women that are underneath the sound of my voice for the children they are raising for the um, spouses that they are partnering with, for the people that they are surrounded with. Father, I just ask um, that you give them the strength today to know that they're doing so much better than they think. Father, help us to find joy in the stressful times. Help us to find joy in the anxious times. Help us to find joy in any and all situation that we are dealing with. Father, remind us that our joy comes not from humans, comes not from circumstance, but comes from you. Christ, our Father, thank you for providing us the joy. Thank you for coming to earth to know exactly the emotions we are dealing with each and every day. And thank you for having the answers. Thank you for knowing it all when we don't. Um, there are things that we are not meant to carry that we try to. And Lord, I'm thankful that you don't give us all the answers. So more than anything, Lord, I'm thanking you for the no's today. I'm thanking you for the closed doors. I'm thanking, we, I'm thanking you for the missed opportunities that we feel like we have fallen behind on, that really it was you protecting us from something that we just didn't know. Thank you for knowing it all so that we don't have to. Thank you for giving it all so that we don't have to. Thank you for sacrificing your life so that we didn't have to be the ones hanging on that cross. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Delilah, we are absolutely praying for you, Delia. I'm going to mess up names. I'm so sorry. Good morning, Jenny. I just saw Jenny on a call this morning. Mila is saying hello. Um, so today we're talking about your baseline. And Delia, you're saying, keeping my diet before God, more joy. The great news is you're equipped with all the joy we need when we look for it. You're equipped with exactly what you need when we look for it. The reason we get so anxious and stressed out is because we become so preoccupied with it right and that's with our diet too we become preoccupied with it we give it a position it's not meant to have we give it authority that it's not meant to have and when we start trying to get a nutritious diet 
And I use diet not as a fad diet. I use diet as what you're eating on a daily basis to provide nutrition for your body. So when you are trying to do that and you put so much emphasis on it, it's all you see, right? Just like I always say this all the time, when we're searching for a new car, that's all we see is that car. When we're searching for a new home or a new area, we're like, oh, a lot of people do have those shingles or a lot of people do have that style porch. I've just never seen it before because I haven't really been looking. When we focus on the joy, we see the joy. When we focus on the good, we see the good. The enemy wants you focused on all the things you can't, 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 can't do, shouldn't do, won't do, haven't done, didn't do, missed out on. And God told me in a very clear voice this morning, those closed doors weren't the enemy. The closed doors were not the enemy. The mistakes, the missed opportunities, the things that you thought you, you would have been better off if they would have just said yes, or you would be better off if you were just here by now. And all of those closed doors were not the enemy. It was a protection. You weren't ready yet. You are growing into that. And this comes to my talk about baseline today. We don't start our careers. Um, I don't know what, what career you're in, right? A stay-at-home mom career, a work-from-home lawyer, a doctor. I don't care what career you're in. We don't start at the top. I didn't start my fitness career 26 years ago. I was 16. Oh, gosh. 26? Yeah years ago thinking, you know what? I'm the next Billy Blanks. Here I come. Watch out. Heather Curran's walking in. I started that like, whoa, I'm a 16 year old teaching contact kickboxing. I didn't, I didn't look for it. I attended the classes that I loved. I loved, loved, and still do love martial arts. It's um, my favorite thing. But I didn't, I didn't look for it. The um, professor said, hey, you've got a gift. I want you to teach some classes. I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> I was scared. I didn't start going, I'm the next Billy Blanks. And um, that's who I like idled <laughs> at the time. I wasn't a Christian at the time either. So I, I really did. I, I loved him. Um, all these fighters that I just loved and, and looked up to. And women didn't have a real big presence in this stage of um, martial arts back then. So I looked up to them and now we've, we've paved the way and there's a lot, a lot more women in, in the sport, which is awesome. But I didn't just start there. The doctors, right, didn't just go, all right, what I wanna do with the rest of my life is be a surgeon. And I should just hop right into it, you know, forgo the training. I'm just going to learn as I go, um, forget the school. I'm just going to hop into it. I'm just going to cut someone open and figure out, is this your stomach or your liver and hope for the best? No, we don't do that. We don't just become moms and go, you know, what will be great is when my kids are moved out um, and they're driving. We're like, no, we need to get through these sleepless nights. First. I can't even think that far ahead. Like, let me just get through the crying. I don't know what you want. I have no idea what this is. We love to read all the handbooks and all the literature on how to be a great mom and, and how to do this and how to rethink. None of those mean anything when you become and you're in the trenches, right? You're like, I don't remember anything that those books said because I'm so sleep deprived. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed to the max. I'm just trying to survive the day. I just need to get through the day. Your health is no different. Your nutrition is no different. Your exercise is no different. Your mindset is no different, but we treat it that way, right? We're like, man, I started uh, last week with, and I, oh gosh, I took everything in me, everything in me. 
yesterday at church not to like take a man and shake some sense into him because I'm like all right I serve um food which is great that is brown sugar you can find it it's in a container that's like this big and this tall it's just this wide it's like looks like cinnamon no it's not keep looking I don't know if um your kids do this too, but they're like, I don't see it. <laughs> I looked in one spot and it wasn't here. You're like, no, it's, it's to the right, just a little bit. Oh, okay, sorry. I was only, you told me it was only right here. I didn't know it was right here. <sighs> Teenage boys. So, um, we, don't, we don't just start. And it took everything in me to not shake this man. So I'm serving food at church and he's like, I'll have no bun. And that's not like surprising, right? When people are being cautious um, of their figures or whatever, no bun makes sense. No grits. I get it. I don't even like grits, so I'm not going to come at you. But he gets to the salad. He took fried chicken because that was fine in keto. That was okay. But the salad, he's like, oh no, those uh, carrots and tomatoes, too many carbs. I am not, uh, I'm not doing that. And I was like, you're eating, you're eating fried chicken and you're saying no to the tomatoes because of carbs. Okay. I just want to break this down for you real quick. There is a right carb and there is a man made processed not having stripped of all of its nutritional value carb there is a tomato that god put here and a cucumber i have people say they haven't had bananas in years because of keto keto is not a state your body should be in it is not good for your liver it is not good for your stomach it's not good your body is in ketogenesis when it is stressed when it is needing energy and you're not providing it to your body. Carbs are the first line of action for energy for your body. God did not make man last on a mistake. He made God last because he knew these were the plants we needed. These were the trees we needed. This was the water we needed. This is the air we needed to breathe. He was preparing the path for man, for his image to come into the world. He knew we needed air. He knew we needed water. He knew we needed vegetables. He knew we needed plants. He knew we needed animals. He knew every single thing. He knew we needed day. He knew we needed rest at night. He knew everything we needed. Do you think he was like, you know what? Put this tomato here. They're never gonna eat it. Too much carbs. Too much sugar. I'm gonna put these cucumbers and bananas here. That's the problem. No, the food that's here, he made to sustain us. It is perfectly made when we eat it in the right proportions for what we need. What did God not make? Processing plants that strip all of those healthy wheat seeds that are beautiful. If you look at the structure of a wheat seed, it's a beautiful, complex thing. It is stripped in manufacturing products of all of its nutritional balance and all of its nutritional benefits, and then shoved into this processed thing that's made to have a year and a half long shelf life and then provide nutrition to your body. Your body goes, what is this? It's not the cucumbers that are doing it. I hate to break it to you. It's not the cucumbers. It's not the tomatoes. It's not the bananas. It's the world that's destroying our view on our bodies. It's the world. We're trying so hard to keep our faith and to move forward and look to false prophets. We need to do that with our food and our nutrition too. Closed doors are not a mistake. They're not. They're not, they're not a mistake. You're not late. You didn't miss your opportunity. You didn't not make it. No, those doors were closed because we weren't ready yet. We weren't ready for that. 
yet. We weren't ready for that yet. So, so often um, when clients come on board, they're like, we're doing what? Like this seems so basic. It's the basics things that make a difference. It's the little things you do with purpose, passion, and, and with praise that make a difference when you're faithful with the little, that is my word this, this year, although plunder is actually my word, which seems like a a weird word to pick. But last year, the enemy plundered my joy. The enemy plundered my spirit. The enemy plundered my mindset. And this year I'm plundering it back and I'm plundering it back. And I said on my, um, to my clients today, I've got sticky notes all up. I've got little things that have happy faces that shouldn't plunder it, girl, plunder it. To be like, when I am missing my joy, uh, yeah, I'm going to look at little, little bitty things. I'm going to look up, get my eyes off of this computer screen and looking down and being depressed. I'm forcing myself to look up. When I look at that funny little smile, it brings a smile to my face. It brings me praise. It brings me joy. It brings me all these things. I don't care what little thing you have to do. I have scripture all over here to go, oh my gosh. Stop plundering me, enemy. Stop plundering me, enemy. I'm plundering back. I'm stealing my joy back from you because my joy doesn't come from my circumstances. It comes from Jesus. And it's there when I look for it. It's there when I seek it out. He never left you. He has never forsaken you. He is with you right now. The spirit lives in you. That has never left, but the enemy has your attention focused on so many other things like carb numbers and doors that were closed and schools your kids didn't get into and raises you didn't get and promotions you didn't get that you deserve that someone else got a blessing and you can't even celebrate your sister's blessing because you're so angry that it wasn't you we can't see that anymore because of instead of seeking him in these moments and going I need my time with the spirit in the Lord to speak with me. I need my passion to rise. I need to look at some silly little things to bring a smile to my face to remind me this does not define who I am. This situation does not define who I am in Christ. He does. He defines who I I am. Not the world, not my calorie count, not the job, not the title, not the position, not my status. He defines who I am. And I will look at funny little animals in scripture and things that shouldn't have smiley faces all day to remind myself that I'm plundering my joy back from the enemy who stole it. And the enemy was allowed to steal it. The enemy was allowed to steal it. He still has to go through the authority of God. All things good and bad still have to pass through God's hand. Look at Job, read his story. God still located it. What am I going to do with those opportunities that I feel like were a mistake? I need to look at them like they were a miracle. They were growing me closer. So just as we don't expect doctors to hop right into surgery, which um, if you don't know, I wanted to be a cardiovascular surgeon when I started school. The very first class we went to um, in pre-med, was to see a surgery be done. And it was open heart surgery that just so happened to be what we were watching the day I was there. And my thought, and this is where what you think you want to do really isn't what you want to do. My thought was it's going to be, you know, like so easy. We're watching a surgery. I can't wait. I'm going to save lives. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen or heard about what open heart surgery entails, but it is horrific. And it uses tools um, that looks like you're chopping down a tree to get inside your body. And I didn't make it through that class. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Imagine if I didn't have that experience though in the beginning where I was like, I'm gonna go through all these classes. I can ace things on paper, y'all. <laughs> Hence the degrees. I love tests. <laughs> I love learning. I love everything. I couldn't pass um, basketball. 
which when you're a sports major, you have to take all these silly extracurricular things and basketball, I'm 5'2". Not my thing, not my sport, never has been. It figures, I marry a basketball player and my son is in basketball. My daughter loves basketball. It's all it's surrounded by me, but it is my nemesis. Whoosh. It is my nemesis. I just begged the guy, my professor, please just let me write a paper. I'll write a paper on the history of basketball. I'll do anything you want. He's like, you need to make 10 free throws. I got to see because I made four. We don't just get there, but imagine if I didn't see that in the beginning. And then we're like, all right, finished my pre-med. Now I'm ready to go into this. And they showed me after four years, a surgery that I mentally could not handle, right? Nor tell someone to do to someone's body. Like, all right, just take open the rib cage, rip it open cut it open. We got to do this. I would have done four years of intense work, pushing towards something that was never meant to be my calling. If I didn't get that closed door in the beginning, first thing, like, no, Heather, you're meant for a lot, but we're not meant to like, uh, I don't know, (laughs) chip open rib cages and break sternums, not my thing, not my thing. I will be your preventative care person that we make sure you don't end up on that table because let me tell you, it's not pretty. It's not good, it's not. And sometimes I thank God and I think back like, man, maybe I am strong enough to to have gotten through that. And I go, you know what? There are people that need to hear, they don't wanna end up on that operating table. You don't want open heart surgery. You don't want that. So let's treat our bodies with some respect right now, because you don't want what happens when you don't treat your body with respect to happen. You don't want a heart attack. You don't want bypass surgery. You don't want anything being ripped open. This is strong. Your rib cage, your sternum, it's gotta be a big tool to rip it open. If that's motivation for someone to eat some veggies, so be it. You don't want that I was like all in it and I didn't want it. I I couldn't even I can't even perform the surgery, never mind watch someone go through it. So you don't you don't want that. These closed doors that are happening are for a reason. You're not ready yet. Yet you're not ready yet. So when you're starting your nutrition journey, you're starting your fitness journey, you're starting this, you're trying to gather all this information from the good and trustworthy internet to find out what diet's right for you and what, how much you should be working out and where exactly you need to be. And we're following all these people who claim to know all the things, but really are just selling products or, you know, whatever, really, really dumb, dumb. (laughs) And there's some really dumb people in this industry that we listen to and we're like, yes, because you have 5 million followers, you must know what you're talking about. No, they just have the sheep that are following them and they're not being led in the right direction. That, that's not how it, how it works. If it works based on followers, <laughs> we'd all just be following Jesus, which is right, and not following these people of the world, regardless. We don't just start there. If you say, I want to run a marathon, my training program for you isn't, all right, we're going to run 18 miles today. I'll see you on Wednesday for another one of those. And then we have a long run on Saturday. That's going to be 33 miles. Um, See you tomorrow. You would never show up. You would quit. Of course you would quit. That's unrealistic for me to be like, hey, you've never run. We're going to run a marathon. Awesome. 18 miles, Charles. Lace them up. Let's get to it. Let, let's go hit that, hit that trail hard for 18 miles. We do that with our nutrition though. Oh, I'm supposed to be at 1,200 calories. First off, you're not. That is starvation. Okay. Starvation. 1,200 or less calories. You cannot survive functionality 
on that. Anyone that's telling you you need to have less than 1,200 calories, you are literally dying. The energy you come is coming from your muscle mass, which is what ketogenesis is. It's pulling energy from your muscle mass and taking it to make it energy. You are losing inches because the muscles that hold your bones together and the tendons and all that fun stuff there is being stripped of what it's supposed to do. You become weak, become lethargic. Your brain doesn't work how it's supposed to. You get it. It's not good for your body, but we do that. We're like, all right, I gotta have 1200 calories. What have I started with? I have no idea, but we're getting to 1200. Now we're starving every day. And then it doesn't last. Just like I wouldn't expect you to run 18 miles day one of your marathon training when you're just trying to do a couch to 5K is where we should be starting. Why would we start on our nutrition journey without having a baseline of where we are currently at? This is where my clients come to me and they go, we're doing what? We're tracking your food. We're changing. What are we changing though? What are we changing? What are we changing first? We're changing nothing. How'd they come out? I don't know. I'm trying it. I'm the first one to try it. Well, you try it first. You're the chef. Paxton made muffins. And this comes back to this. How was it? I broke one. Yeah. And to my clients watching it, you heard the heartache that went into these muffins. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen. You're going to quit. Of course you are. We're looking for change. We're looking for quick fixes. We want to know exactly what we need to do. We're all fixers. A lot of us moms, right? Fixers. You got a problem? I can fix it. You forgot your homework? I can do it. You need a project? Let's go buy it. You need this? Let's go do it. You got a boo-boo? Let's go kiss it. You got issues? Let's go, let's go do it. And it happens in our marriage too, but we can't always be fixers in our marriage. Sometimes we have to just sit in it. We can't be fixers always with our nutrition. Sometimes we just have to sit in it. We can't always be fixers when it comes to our mindset. Sometimes we just have to sit in it. Jewel said her husband changed in his character in other ways after triple bypass. Not surprising. It is a not only mental recovery, or it's not only a physical recovery, it's a huge mental recovery. It's years and years and years that you're struggling with something. You should, you die during it. They keep you alive mechanically, but you die during it. And you're back. Science is great, isn't it? Like science is amazing. It blows my mind what science can do. It's just glimpsing. So often we try to like separate science and uh, scripture. Science is just like little glimpses into what God already knows, already made, already. He made us day six, right? Made us, knew every single working piece, knew that the pancreas did this and your liver was going to do this, knew exactly what these little molecules were going to do for our body, what carbs and proteins and fats needed to do and how they went in and out of cells, little itty bitty details that we don't even see. We can't see them. Thank you, chef. He knew it. He knew it. I will try it in that. He knew it. He knows these small, intricate details. We are just figuring them out. We go, wow. Wow. God is great that he even knew what this atom, this molecule needed to attach to this one. And even though it couldn't get through water, he made it get through water to go into our bloodstream and provide he knew all those little details and science is just finding them out. And when we view it in scripture based, we go, wow, our God is great. Not scientists are great. They're smart. They put things together. Our God is smarter than that. Our God is bigger than that. The God we serve is all encompassing, all knowing, knows every little that's going on in your body. So if he cares that much about your nutrition and how food molecules move in and out of your bloodstream, how much more does he care about what doors he's closing for you in your life, for your mental state, for your advancement forward, for his advancement? This is the mindset I want you to change this week. It's not your advancement forward, it's his. It's not your promotion, it's his. It's not your 
pay increase, it's his. It's not your door you're walking through, it's his. It's not your food you're eating, it's his. It's not your body you're trying to transform, it's his. It's not you. It's not about you. Your weight loss, your health, your nutrition, your, it's not you, it's his. And when we start viewing it that way, we can celebrate the success that others are having because that's their miracle. We're, we witness miracles every day, but we get so self-consumed that we don't do it. We view it as a burden. And we look at it with this look like her, him, they, over me. Do they know what I have? Maybe God's just trying to work that character in you. Do you know what you have? What we have is nothing. What we have is nothing. On our own. We have the spirit. We have Jesus. If they're getting that blessing, we can celebrate that. Ours just wasn't that. Ours just wasn't that. So on your nutrition journey, stop just trying to get to the finish line. There is no finish line of health and wellness. It's just learning every single day. It's just applying different things and different hypotheses and saying, all right, this is my theory. Here's how I'm going to test it. Here's how I'm going to view and measure if it's working. And then I'm going to continue doing that. Or I'm going to see that that was a false theory. The hypothesis I had didn't work. I need to change something else. You are not a failure. That, that hypothesis didn't work. Scientists figuring out all these different things, imagine we had to test a million things. And I think it's so cool that I have the um, weights that I tested in college. So the adjustable weights are what we tested to see if they worked in real life, as well as individual dumbbells and how the ease of working and all of this, all of this stuff. And I've got them here. The things, the thing I worked on um, developing 20 years ago was here in, in my room and it's in so many other people's living rooms right now. And it's like, man, that's pretty cool. Like I had my hand in that, like, that's awesome. But the first hypothesis I had for those weights were that they were clunky, no one would buy them and they didn't work very well. So we, um, originally the first hypothesis and theory we had was, well, we can make them zero to 50 pounds. Like in this thing, we're just going to have to like lift up blocks and put blocks in. It's a hassle. Like that way didn't work. It worked, but it was not the best way. Like it was not the best way. So imagine if we as a collective group were like, all right, well, this just doesn't work. So this was a horrible idea. What a failure to the person who thought about this um throw it out this is never going to catch on no we went back to the drawing board and said all right this is still a great idea your health is still a great idea your nutrition is still a great idea for you you working out is still a great idea you fueling your body in a god-centered way is still a great idea it's just the way you've been doing it it didn't work that first way we did it we tried these weights and if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm gonna go get one because it, it matters for this um, example. So I'll get it. So I just went from 55 pounds to seven and a half. Twist, 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 seven and a half pounds. I, I plop it in, I twist, I can go all the way up to 50, all the way down to five. And this is what we tested out. So originally we would take these pieces out and put pieces in and then we were trying to hold it together all these different all these different things right that that way wasn't the best we didn't just scratch the fact that we were building this thing we said all right still a great idea that way just didn't work back to the drawing board let's get some people together let's get some people together we would all get together and we would have these meetings and then we found this twist way was best. Awesome. So now we know that this twist way is best. We know how to keep them compact. How do we hold them together? It's continually learning and growing. And there's still study groups going through these, trying to improve them, trying to make them better. Just because we have the product now doesn't mean it's like dead and done. 
That's why Peloton has new things coming forward. There's different bikes, there's different weights. There's all these different things. Bowflex isn't like, well, we made this machine, it rocks, we're done. No, we're trying to continually get better, but it took time. And it took a group of people coming together to go, that's a good thought. What if we did it this way? That's a good start. What if we did it this way? So when you're attacking your wellness and you're attacking your nutrition and you're attacking your fitness, if you're not starting with a baseline of, I will continually be getting better for the rest of my life and testing this hypothesis over and over and over again. If you're not thinking about it like that and you're thinking, keto is it, mic drop. Nailed it. That's not the right mindset. The baseline that needs to change is our mindset. If you're thinking, oh, you know what though? When I lose, hey, Joni, when I lose 45 pounds, my problems disappear. I become this glorious specimen of a human. My problems are gone, 35 pounds. If we think, oh, my life will be so much better when I get that promotion. Oh, when I get that promotion, it'll be a mic drop, done. No, your life does not get better when you get to a certain status, promotion, position, weight, size, pant size, dress size. That's not how it works. In fact, it gets even harder. It gets even harder because you know what we had to do, all right? So we made this weight. I'm super proud. Um, made this, and it didn't look like this at first. In fact, when the first prototype that we came up with, five years after having the idea, so this idea, when was I in college? Two thousand two was the first year of this prototype, and I just happened to be on. I just was in the right place at the right time. I was like, I need extra credit. And they were like, well, we need you on this prototype thing. And I was like, right, I will do it. Um, the first time we made this, it was square. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge squares. Um, now it's rounded because we found squares gave bruises on your body when you whacked them. So that's the thing. Um, but this was not the first prototype. This was, two th this was 20 years ago in the making and we're still making adjustments on it. Mind you, not me anymore but someone else to figure out this is the best form to hold this together this is the best rotation this is the best spring that's inside so we figured out the big idea first we can figure out 50 pounds that's about what i need to lose um 1800 calories about what i need to eat um i need to get my my body in the right proportion i need to get ph ph balanced your body's always fighting to be in pH balance. And when we eat the wrong things, we're just constantly causing stress to be pH balanced. And then we go, well, I ate 1200 calories um, of butter and cheese. And now I'm wondering why I'm exhausted and I have no energy and I didn't lose weight. It's because your body's um, stresses are to become pH balanced and that can't um, because of what you're fueling yourself with. But anyways, we can have the big idea and then as we get through it, so five years later, we had um, a really cool thing. Then we went for um, trademarking it and patenting it and, and doing all those things. Five years after the initial thought, your health journey is going to be the same way. Your nutrition journey is going to be the same way. We had a baseline. We didn't just expect to have this final coffee done in 20 days. It's taken 20 years to keep going through this. Your nutrition isn't going to be the same right now as it is in 20 years, but you're still gonna be learning and growing from it. Your fitness, same way. You're still gonna be learning and growing from it. So if you're doing what, you're do, what you did 20 years ago, the same way now, you're not growing. No wonder it's not working. You need to change, you need to rethink. And you know how you do that? You surround yourself with people that I can go, hey, I think when I've been doing my testing, what I've noticed is I'm a, a bunch of my testers are leaving with bruises on their calves. What if we made this a circle? Oh, this is why you need coaches. 
This is why you need accountability. This is why you need a support system, not necessarily to go, here's your magic way to weight loss. There's a lot of coaches preaching that. It's not sustainable, not lifelong. It's to go, hey, let's think outside the box here. One person didn't make this. This is a group of 50 people. When I was there, it's more than that now. I mean, it's Bowflex. It's more than that now. There are test groups. There are things. You are needing to be surrounded by the right people. And guess what? Even now, as I guarantee you, this is still being tested. I guarantee you. Because it's Bowflex. They don't just stop. And it's your body. It's us serving Christ. We don't just stop. Now we look at these little, you can't even see them, these little mechanical um, like screws that go in there. How to make that work better? How to make this gear work better? So the further along you get on your goal, the more intricate the work is going to be. The harder it's going to be. The last five pounds, why is it hard? Because it's intricate. You need to change up some things. We have to take this whole thing apart to see this, you can't even see it in there. It's a little itty, it's not these big screws, these circles, it's inside that little itty bitty, itty bitty screws. We have to take it apart, see those screws and fix it. How does it stay oiled? How does it, how does it stay cared for? What about these screws? Are those the best? Is this what's holding 50 pounds together to not drop on your face when you're doing a chest press? Even though if you're doing a chest press and it's over your face, you're doing it wrong, you're working your shoulders. But, how do we keep people from breaking their nose? How do we get the grips right? So the closer you get to your goal, which at the end of the day has to be based in Christ-centered, godly ways, or you're going to quit and give up. If you're working for a number on the scale, you will quit. If you're working for a certain workout time, you're going to quit. If you're working for just mileage on your runs, you're going to quit at some point. I'm working to get better to treat my body with more respect because Christ died for it. I want to know what, what, what's right for my body to eat. I want to honor what Jesus bled out for and suffocated for. I want to treat that with respect. And the closer you get to the finished product, the smaller the things are going to be. And you're going to have to take it all apart. You're going to have to relearn some things and looking at different things and go, all right, I do have to take this apart. And that's fine because this is a new hypothesis. It's a new thing. I've been eating at 1200 calories for 12 years. That's not working for you. I've been doing the same workouts that I was doing when I was 18. Now that's, that's not working for you. I pee when I jump up and down. What are you doing for exercise? Plyo. Well, that's why you should probably start going to CrossFit and start doing some bridges, right? It's okay to take things apart and look at it in a deeper, deeper number. Trisha, you are not defined. Your worthiness does not come from a number on a scale. Your worthiness does not come from what you see as an image. Your worthiness comes from Jesus, who said that you are made in his image, actually their image, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God. You are their image. You're worthy. You're called. You're a daughter of Christ. You're already loved more than you will ever be loved in your entire life. That number is the enemy working you. You know what? He doesn't even have to work you. You work yourself. I don't have to be that coach that yells at you. You're doing that enough for me. I already know you beat yourself down on a daily basis, hourly basis, minutely basis. You don't need that. You're already doing, you're already doing the enemy's work for him. Trisha, start viewing it that way. Am I doing God's work for my life or am I? pushing the enemy's work forward. Because when you view your self-worth tied to a number on the scale, guess how your face is all day? Downcast. You don't see joy in the morning. You see pain. You see regret. You see guilt. You see heartache. And guess who you can't love when you're looking like that? Not only yourself, your neighbor, your kids, your husband, your spouse, what one little thing can we make better? Let's start with our baseline. Big idea. What do I want to do? Big idea. We wanted to make a weight that we didn't need to buy a ton of weights for. I, we wanted, originally, 
we wanted 100 pounds to five pounds. Found out that was unrealistic. And you know what? We didn't just scratch it and go, we're done. We go, all right, well, that's a bit much. Let's get back to the drawing board. Let's bring it to 50. And we didn't start at 50 either, but then we went to 75. Five years in the making, 20 years in the making. This is still being tweaked. Your health and your fitness is no different. You're still being tweaked. You're still being tweaked. Stop. We need to love our neighbors, starting with loving the fact that Jesus loves us. We need to hold on to that truth that Jesus loves us. Don't tie it to a number. Don't tie it to this earth because this earth is failing us. This earth is, earth is fading away. That number doesn't matter in heaven. Just view it. Like if you went up to heaven right now, we are not promised the next 10 minutes. Every minute we have is a blessing. Every minute we have is a gift. And if I were to die in this next minute, God is not there with a scale going, well, Heather, you weighed 10 pounds less last week. You gained 10 pounds this weekend. Back of the line. You know what? Why don't you stay in purgatory? I'm just going to stay there for a little bit. Think about what you did with your food. Now, he is not there with a scale. He is not there with a tape measure. He's looking at this. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at what you did to push forward his kingdom. And it starts with how you treat yourself. You have to remember that you are loved and called and driven because of him. Not anything that you can do. Nothing you can do gets you more loved. Nothing you can do gives you more worth. Nothing you do here. Nothing. But you loving on someone else to show them that they are loved because of Jesus, that makes an impact. So surround yourself with the people, these test groups, test groups and test groups. Oh my gosh, you guys, hours and hours and hours of work. I worked with people coming through to do these test groups. It was exhausting. It's gonna be exhausting. Your nutrition is gonna be exhausting. Start with your baseline big idea. Tweak it, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it until it fits you. There is no one size fits all. There isn't, I don't care how many MLM companies are coming at you. I don't care how many probiotics people are coming at you. I don't care how many people with uh, Beachbody are coming at you or Plexus or whatever other product pushing people are out there like this will make you great. It's gonna solve some issues that you're having because you're not eating enough fiber, you're not getting enough water, you're not treating your body with respect. Yeah, it's going to give you some nutrients that make you feel better for a little bit. And then you're back to square one when your body goes, where's the real stuff? Where's the stuff God put here for me? Even our atoms know in our body where our help should come from. And it is not from man-made products. It is from the divine. It is from God. Look for those things. Look for those good things and good will be seen. Look for the bad, bad will be seen. Bad will be given, bad will be received. Look for those good things, look for the flowers, stop and smell them. Think about what we're teaching our kids to say to themselves because they repeat back. They hear more than we think. They hear our thoughts, they hear our energy. So get to your baseline. You need help getting to your baseline and figuring out even where your baseline is because you're so focused on being here and not where you're at right now. And you're not surrounded with a coach that is growing you and challenging you and wanting you to get better and test grouping things like, all right, we're going to try this out. We're going to see if it works. Let's do it. You're not surrounded by that. And you want to be You're like, you know what? I've tried the fads. I've tried the supplements. I've tried the this. I've tried coaches that didn't have your philosophy. I'm ready to try a coach that is, that is on my side. But beyond that is working for God's work. Then let's chat. You can type back a baseline below and we can have a chat. And guess what? We might not be a good fit. And that's okay. More than not, I tell people we're not a good fit. You can do something on your own. 
you can do something else. I've got 20 years of experience. You're having really bad pain. I've got a pain specialist I partner with. You're having really bad emotional eating. I have emotional. I've got support in my pocket when you ask for help. It's not always me. That's the best fit. So if you're working with a coach too, that's just like, yeah, my product fits for everyone. Mine doesn't. I'm very specific, but I've got resources that I can hook you up with too. Not all of them are the cheapest, but they are all the best in the industry. So we can get you connected. Type line baseline. If you're like, I need to know my baseline. I want to know how to grow in a God-centered way. I want to know how to test things. I want to know how to change my mindset. I want to know how to work my body for good, not just for numbers on the scale. I want to change in a God-centered way. Let's do that. So type by baseline below. We can talk about if my program is a great fit for you or not. And if nothing else this week, I want you to change your mindset from going to, I want to, I don't care if it is a job, a promotion, a status, being married, any of these things being a number, I want to, I want to, to Lord, what do you want? How do I get closer to you every day? Because what I get, you gave. So what do you want, Lord? What do you want, Lord? Ladies, I hope that this was good. I know that it was long, um, but I felt like the Lord spoke a lot of things to me this weekend. I needed to get them all out. So hopefully this was good. Erica, I see your comments. I'll be sure to reach out. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can always email me or message on that as well. Ladies, I will talk to you soon. Have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you later. Bye everybody.